0: to Drew's Den. Uh, this is my first episode, or first ever podcast recording, actually. i um, recording on Thursday, November 5th, 2020. Uh, we are still anxiously awaiting the results of the election. It's looking provisionally like it's going to be Biden, but who really knows <laughs> at this point? Uh, stressful times indeed. Um, this will probably be the part of the show when I would have some kind of an ad spot maybe plug a patreon or something i don't really know what that's what's going to come of that but we're it's learning process we'll go through this together shall we (laughs) so i guess probably to start off i should describe to you kind of the room i'm sitting in i'm sitting in my bedroom at home uh kind of across from the bookshelf looking at a picture of ram das little statue of buddha some old books (laughs) And uh, if you're wondering what I look like, I kind of look like Jesus, if, or rather white Jesus, if he, uh, if he maybe ate you know a little a few too many of Mary's cookies. You feel me? And now since you're listening, I just wanted, I really do want to thank you for taking the time to spend this time with me. You know, just hanging out. Hopefully, you are inviting me into your life. All that. That's it's great. It's a beautiful thing. And I guess I might as well just get going on on kind of who I am, how I got here, how maybe, you know, I'll find out a bit about how you got here. Uh, So, I mean, I was born 1996 to a relatively normal family in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, Had relatively uneventful childhood right around, right up until 2005 when Hurricane Katrina hit. Um, My mom was a nurse up until then. And uh and so we actually instead of evacuating from the hurricane, we spent the majority of our time just sort of in the uh, hospital. And some like the, some of the other kids brought like video games and stuff like that. I mean, but the kids kept entertained and I was God, I was like nine years old. You know, mom was working and all that and, and dad was hanging out with us, but we were really like It was an it was an interesting time, to say the least. Uh, some some of the events that happened there actually ended up going viral. I'm probably going to talk about this more when I bring my sister on, whenever that's going to be. <laughs> um, yeah, after after the hospital, what ended up happening was we were taken because the the streets had all flooded. Everything was all full of water. So what they ended up doing was they they picked us up in swamp boats, and we had to. And we, we ended up being dropped off on, say it say, somewhere on, like, St. Charles Avenue or something like that. And uh, we ended up getting picked up from there and going to the convention center. And that was when, I suppose... Whew, it, is, it feels weird talking about my trauma in a forum like this, but uh, I guess I, I was exposed to the limits of human suffering, or at least to what I thought they were at that point. Um, there were, you know... I had heard about this later I didn't, I didn't remember this actually It was uh, someone riding around with a golf cart That had a, a body a, a human body on it and, uh, and, and they were flashing guns Saying you step out of line, you're next uh, There were a couple of riot-like events Where just like Loud noises, presumably gunshots happened outside And everyone either rushed inside or outside Depending on Where they happened That first night was very, very little sleep very stressful on everyone involved. I um, ended up getting picked up. Um, or my, my dad was able to kind of sweet talk us into getting picked up by a couple of German reporters, who brought us to Hammond. From there, our uh, from there we ended up getting in touch with my aunt's college roommate, uh, who who kept us for a couple of days before we were able to to get my grandparents to come bring us to Memphis, where we ended up riding out the rest of the. Of the rebuild process until we were able to get back home uh and sort of yeah so that was a very big event in my life it was very very traumatic and for a while I guess that sort of uh handicapped my belief in God because I was like if God could do this to me when I was a child I don't want anything to do with that come to come to realize now you know so many years later that what it ended up doing was making me a more compassionate and loving person and so after after Katrina and all that I ended up really diving into music that was really kind of my escape that was I didn't realize at the time but what music does is it really brings you into the present moment and so I would use this as, as kind of an escape you know whenever I was playing music nothing else mattered and so that was a, a place I could go relatively readily and so I ended up sort of following that path through like middle and high school and doing band and all that i was um i was drum major of the band actually in high school that was a wonderful experience i'm sure i'm going to talk more about eventually um and then from there i uh while rollo was in high school i guess it's probably the first place i heard about podcast or had podcast recommended to me because this is an interesting medium i had no idea what this was um and out of, out of high school, I ended up going to LSU. Originally, the plan was vet school. I want to be a veterinarian. Uh, and I'm still very passionate about animals. That's definitely something I want to continue to, to do and to, and to work on, work, work with. Um, so yeah. Um, sometime into my experience at LSU, i had started a uh love affair that was very intense though very short-lived and i learned a lot through that experience about kind of what love was or i got a taste of what unconditional love is and i guess i'll I'll talk a little bit more about that as as time goes on uh as at at the the conclusion of, of that relationship was very uh Devastating to me. I felt as if my, my world had fallen I'd fallen apart And I didn't really know what to do with myself because I had so much associated my identity with my relationship to this other person And I really was struggling to kind of know who I was or what I was doing with my life at that point You know after the break my depression got really bad. And so my uh, my grades started slipping, you know And that's not her fault. That really is just me, but it happened and so my, my prospects of, my, my window for getting into vet school closed, like, right when it would have been the time to jump in. And so, I mean, plans changed. That's kind of in the nature of plans. And uh, so kind of from, from there, I found an interest, uh, devel- develop in uh, finding ways to escape that pain through, through various chemicals. Um, and, the, and the one that had the most impact on me and has definitely changed the course of my life for the better is uh, psychedelics. I did LSD for the first time in October of 2018. Uh, and the two biggest things I took away from it were that the love that I would constantly send away from myself, I could also send toward myself for some reason that I just never clicked uh and also some lingering feeling that this is how christ or buddha felt like all the time like this experience which defies language by the way you know so many people talk about what psychedelics do or what they can do and, and i am probably going to be one of those people but they um the experience itself kind of defies language like it, it you it sort of needs to be experienced to be known uh and I find a lot of kind of religiosity in that. And as someone who experimented with that and also was starting to listen to podcasts more and more kind of at my day job, because my job, I work at a vet hospital and I pick up shit. You know, I'm, I'm kind of as every man as it gets in that regard. <laughs> um, so what ended up happening was I would continue kind of experimenting with with psychedelics, and LSD specifically. And sort of try to learn as much as I could from those experiences. And eventually that kind of led me down certain YouTube rabbit holes. I ended up discovering, um, I mean, everyone knows about Joe Rogan. I ended up learning a little bit more about Duncan Trussell and kind of through that, uh, knowing kind of Duncan Trussell's relationship with psychedelics as well, which hopefully I'll have him on as a guest. I would love to do that by the way, if, if he's ever listening to this, um, Through, um, through the Midnight Gospel, I ended up just, so what ended up happening was I was experimenting with psychedelics and I went to go listen to the Midnight Gospel and watch the Midnight Gospel and I had gotten through most of it and at the very end, I got to the very end, I heard the last episode was really heavy, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this special. I'm going to take way too much acid, it was like nine and a half tabs, it was a lot, and and watch this because I really want to learn a lesson. Whatever it is I need to learn, I want to learn it. I'm ready to learn it. It was time, and the last episode. If you've never seen it, uh, I can't do it justice by describing it. You just have to watch it. Um, it ends up with Ramdas, and upon seeing Ramdas, I experienced something that was like, it, 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 I had experienced unconditional love, and I didn't. And I, I had never really known that experience or, or, or known what that experience was before. In fact, I was actually. At first i was doing the mental gymnastics to think it was some kind of a the whole thing was a love letter to his mom which it might be uh, but the thing that impacted me most was that experience with Ramdas. and so that's sort of how i ended up where i am now where i want to like talk about spirituality and things and, and question reality kind of like the philosophical element of it you know what is consciousness who am i what you know what is this what is going on um, Ramdas's work has been tremendously influential on in me for putting my own experiences into context. Like he talks about, he really, he really spends a lot of time talking about love and what love is and how how best to love everyone because the instructions for life from his guru are so simple. It's, you know, love everyone, feed everyone, serve everyone, remember everyone. It's so simple and yet so difficult to actually do. Uh, So where do we go from here? Where does, where, where does this go? Uh, I would love to have sponsors at some point. I'd love to be able to make this a thing that I can become financially independent off of. I'd love to be able to give platforms to my friends, give platforms to businesses who I like, you know, if, if I, if I like the cut of your jib, we'll see what goes on. Um, you know, future guests. I definitely plan to have every member of my family on here at some point, multiple friends, uh, and just kind of kind of going off going off from there um, it's a very short episode but it's is also my first time really just sort of sitting down and speaking to the world as it were I'm sure as time goes on I'm going to get more comfortable with this and I'm going to share more and more stories and there's going to be a lot more to uh, to get from this but I guess Episodes should be longer in the future. I guess I want to do video at some point in the future. I mean, really, like Joe Rogan's success has been incredibly is, is cr- incredibly inspirational, and then also seeing sort of the communities that pop up around these things and and the people and the real human interaction and that's what I really want. I want to. I don't want to say like I want to become you, but I want to dissolve the boundary between this. If that makes sense, one of the things psychedelics do is dissolve boundaries. And so what people, so people think, talk about when they say things like the ego death. The ego is kind of this structure that exists between your core self or your soul and the outside world. And it's helpful for kind of maintaining your day to day, you know, whenever someone asks you a question, these are kind of your, your go-to responses that what psychedelics do and, and, and the structure, it becomes something that you become so self-identified with that you don't realize that it's not actually who you are. And so what happens is usually sometimes people will go through some kind of an experience where it's like a spiritual awakening, or maybe a psychedelic experience, like in my case uh, where they sort of begin to question everything and sort of like begin to, to look deeper, look within themselves and kind of really start reflecting on, on where we are and where we're going. I mean, the, Ram Dass's big book was "Be Here Now." I mean, there is tremendous power in those words. You know, "Be Here Now." I mean, being just alone, I could go off on forever. You know, here, what, what even is location? What, you know, you know, I am at this point in space right now, but as time goes on, this this point moves. You know, and then now, time. I, mean, I think one thing that the COVID nineteen pandemic has done is show people the interesting nature of time and that it's more like the ring of a bell and less like the tick of a clock. You know, that there can be a lot of time passing without a lot of eventitude going on. And speaking of this, I just kind of want to bring up this idea that I find very fascinating and this idea that Language is magic. Language is literally the way in which we interface with reality. So, you know, when you hear of things like prayers and chants and things like that, and, and you don't really think of those things as affecting the world around you, they can, you know? I mean, the Bible even begins, you know, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. That is literally talking about our capacity for language being what makes us, us between this and some relationship to some divine higher being at some other level. That all said, I think this is probably where I'm going to call it. Um, Look forward to these being longer in the future, I guess. Uh, I hope to bring on some of my very best friends and hopefully we'll get something a little bit less stilted than me just sitting here speaking to a mic Ramdas style. (laughs) It really worked well for him because he was a, a a Harvard lecturer. He knew what he was doing. I'm just some guy with a microphone who actually originally my setup was for music. I'm actually recording this on like what my music setup would be. I was working on an EP for a little while. um, Called, uh, hat trick it was a it was a three track ep and basically you'd have to listen to the whole thing in order because each track wouldn't make sense by itself the first track sounds more like an intro the last track sounds more like your conclusion the middle track sounds just fucking weird it was i had some pretty interesting musical stuff going on with like tritone substitutions and like seven four bits and everything i mean all that all that tool like psychedelic shit um it's so interesting the 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 medium of of podcasting because you really can say whatever the hell you want to hear i remember i remember listening to an episode of duncan trussell where he was talking with someone else i forget who it was but they really went off at length about taints and about how taints look and that they call them like leather flowers and stuff and i thought that was really funny and if I can sit around and listen to something that ridiculous and have a good time, then maybe y'all can sit around and listen to me kind of talk about whatever weird shit I want to talk about. I don't know. It's it's kind of a therapeutic process. You know, I need to kind of work within myself to try and open up more to you. But also hopefully I hear something back from you and we can create a dialogue and hopefully, you know, arrange for some guests who maybe I haven't met in person before, or maybe people who I have met, and haven't spoken to in a long time I would love to reconnect with you part of what I want to do with this is to really kind of engage with people on that more personal level to try and just talk and coexist and and really like I want to share what I can about this incarnation but I want to learn about yours as well because at the end of the day we really are all one where we come from is where we go you know it's, it's like a wave returning to the ocean or, or as Ram Dass says, all we're doing is just walking each other home. And there's some real beauty in that as well. You know, I, I hope you, you've gotten something worth getting out of this. And if there's something you want to get out of this that you maybe didn't, or something I could do that would help you get something out of this, please let me know. I would love to talk to you, maybe even on air. We'll see. Uh, also, you know, curious about the, the financial aspect, if anyone, uh, knows anything about like Patreon or anything like that and would want to share, I would absolutely love to hear it. Uh, I'm completely new to this. Um, other than that, other than that, I think we're pulling up on the 20 minute mark. I'm going to call it, um, I really thought I was going to do this for longer. I didn't realize how hard it was to actually just keep talking. Um... But hopefully I will see you again really soon. I hope you take care. I do love you. Bye-bye.